do anything that we put our minds to um, because our, our front, they're spectacular, our linebackers spectacular, our DBs are one of the best in the country. So it's just like we just got to go out there and be the best defense that we know that we are. We feel like we're the best. Um, I, I can pretty much put that statement out that we're the best defense out there. Terrell Edmonds laying it all out there. The Steelers are the best defense in the NFL. Prove him wrong. And that's where we begin with Dayan Kovacevic from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com. Dayan, will they back up that statement this season? Well, I'll take that a little bit of a different route, Jenna. Let Terrell Edmonds prove us wrong at an individual level because if there's one hole on that defense, it's T.E. And I say that as somebody who really likes the kid. Uh, I, I feel like I, I've gotten to know him on a professional level and understand what his motivations are and what makes him tick. Uh, he believes in the group around him. But that said, when you're thinking of the Steelers secondary, who are you thinking that you're going to go after? You know, it's not Minka, it's not Joe Hayden, it's not Steve Nelson, it's not even Cam Sutton or those guys that are, that are playing nickel and dime. It's Terrell Edmonds. So I'm not sure if I was him, I would have been going out on that limb uh, that said, he's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to take away the general sentiment. The Steelers do have, I feel they did have already in 2019, the best defense in the National Football League, certainly the most dynamic and aggressive with the 38 takeaways. Uh, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful group that arguably can be even better uh, without Javon Hargrave. But yeah, it wouldn't hurt if Terrell Edmonds would step up too. Well, we'll transition a little bit to the offensive line. No named starter at right tackle. David DeCastro misses most of camp. Mike Tomlin did say that there is a good chance we will see DeCastro back at some point next week. But could there be a weakness here? And how does that really affect the offense? Well, the right side of the line, you would want them to have some kind of time together before they get to East Rutherford. So if DeCastro can be back, you know, even Tuesday or Wednesday. I mean, he's David DeCastro. He could roll out of bed and be one of the best right guards in the National Football League. Uh, right tackle, I have believed all along that the job was going to go to Chooks Okorafor. That's not suggesting that the Steelers have made up their minds. I just have believed that that's the way it was going to end up playing out. But I've also believed that the loser of that battle, so to speak, loser's strong, but you know what I'm getting at, would be someone who backs up or at least challenges Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle. If that happens, the Steelers have a stronger overall offensive line, and that matters too. And in that right tackle position, we heard Mike Tomlin say, you know, it's going to be an or when we get that depth chart on Monday. It's going to be Chukes mm -hmm. or Banner. He's not ready to make a decision yet, which, you know, could play into a good thing. You know, we're 10 days away now from Big Ben's comeback. Dan, DK Sports talked with Art Rooney this week about Ben's arm. What's your takeaway from that report? Well, the number one takeaway was Art Rooney's assessment that Ben Roethlisberger's arm looks to him and to the coaching staff as being even stronger than it was a year ago. Um, I've heard that over there at Heinz Field as well, but when Art Rooney not only says it, but feels comfortable enough saying it on the record, you know it's not him just judging with his own eyes. You know what I'm saying? He, that's something that he's hearing from the, the football guys at the football field level, from Tomlin, uh, from the assistant coaches, from Kevin Colbert. Um, it backs up what we've seen. Uh, Ben's got the velocity. He's got the precision. He's even got the timing down, Jenna. That's the part that's floored me uh, when I've been over there. Just seeing him 
He's just dropping the ball into certain places at exactly the right time. It looks like he hasn't missed anything. He actually looks better than the last time we saw him. It really doesn't look like he's skipped a beat at all. And I know a lot of people, especially in Pittsburgh, have that kind of cautious optimism here where they're like, OK, yeah. we don't want to get too excited about the fact that he looks as good as he does with everything that he went through and with this crazy offseason that we had to deal with. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot of rationality attached to that fear, at least as it relates to the elbow. Anybody who's done any kind of research on that particular injury knows that it's not really something that he's risking by going out there and throwing a football. It's not Tommy John surgery. This is something that was completely different. Well, Chase Claypool has already been dubbed, quote, the problem by some on the Steelers defense. <laughs> but who does he kind of push out for snaps and catches during the season here? Wow. Okay, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is Chase Claypool, first of all, has been everything that you just said, right? And he's also been getting significant reps against really good players, guys who are part of the main Steelers defense, which that tells you uh, very, very strongly, without seeing it written on a depth chart, that he's going to be getting first team reps when the season starts. Now, if and when that happens, someone's going to have to take a seat. Uh, is that going to be James Washington? Mm, it's not going to be Deontay Johnson. I don't think it'll be Juju Smith-Schuster. Are they going to just going to put four guys out there? That's possible too. But then why did you go out and get a second tight end and say that you're going to play a bunch of tight ends? Do you see what I'm getting at here? There's a lot of possibilities here for this offense. And maybe, and most likely, we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching here, but with Claypool definitely on the field. They're not letting him stand on the sideline. I was just going to say lots of moving pieces, lots of pieces to that mm -hmm. puzzle here. Now, one of the success stories about camp for the Steelers, no COVID cases. Does this kind of give you hope about the success of an upcoming NFL season in its entirety? Oh, absolutely. If anything, the way Major League Baseball has conducted its season gives me the most hope because they've also traveled, they've played a ton of games, they've moved around a lot. And other than the Marlins in that brief episode with the Cardinals, they haven't had any issues. The NFL's done a magnificent job. Well, Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to check out the great work from Dan, Dale Lolly, and Chris Carter at DKPittsburghSports.com.